reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for I don't know if I can support this team anymore after a day like this. The Giants have cut Jake Carlock, and I can't support this team anymore. Welcome to Talking Giants. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Danny King. Danny, on a serious note, the trade deadline has come and passed. Not a lot of moves. Uh, Leonard Williams, you know, we'll talk about that. Uh, not moving Jenkins, not moving Ogletree, not moving Sol- not moving, not moving anyone. Just making the move for Leonard Williams. A lot to talk. Tay Davis cut. Jake Tar- Jake Carlock, who was my hero, was cut from the practice squad. Anyways, Danny, how are you doing post trade deadline? I'm about to say, I was like, are you going to not mention Tay Davis? You got he did an in- you guys did an interview in a car. I mean, it was the most bitter I, 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 I love Tay. But it's like, oh, they're cutting Jake Carlock to make room for Tay Davis on the practice squad. That was brutal. It's like I, I got it. Like, like I'm happy Tay's making the practice squad, but cut Chris Slayton or somebody like that or Hillman. Hillman's on the practice squad, but Jake Carlock can't be. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a cruel world the NFL is. But I mean, after the trade deadline, I mean, I was not expecting the Giants to be a buyer at the deadline and I mean I said it on Twitter and I mean everyone's saying it but I just gotta say here once again Jay Glazer when he says something you gotta listen to him because he he usually hits on these things he talked about Odell we were all ripping him the shreds with the Odell stuff he mentioned they were like no way Jay Glazer and all of a sudden it had happened he mentioned Letter Williams at Fox NFL Sunday and it happened so Jay Glazer when he speaks y'all gotta listen to him I think he he's got some I think he knows Dave Gellman personally that's just me but I'm excited now. It feels like they made they traded one player away, but it's like a new breath of like energy right now for this team. I, I was dreading Monday Night Football a little bit because it's the Cowboys, and while the outcome is the Giants are, it's gonna be a hard one on Monday. I'm just excited to see Leonard Williams out there playing. Yeah, a lot to unpack. You mentioned Jay Glazer. The man's never wrong. So let, let's start. Let's start with Leonard Williams, and then we can move on to non moves and and some film cleanup and mailbag. So Leonard Williams brought in. A th- for a third and a fifth round pick. Now, there's a lot of like qualifications for this uh, move. If we don't resign him, uh, if we don't resign him, the fifth goes away, I believe. But if we resign him before free agency, the fifth turns into a fourth. But if we also, if we also don't resign him, we probably get a third round comp- compensatory uh, pick from it. And so, like, and I've tried to figure out comp picks. It's the most, like, mind-baffling thing in the world for me. So I try to not, like, spend too much time on it. But nonetheless, uh, let's talk about the player and Leonard Williams. Actually, no, let's talk about what we think. So I see both sides of this, and I like Leonard Williams, and we're going to get into that, and I went through his film. I think he's going to fit in with this team great. But I do get the point of view that 
You know what? You could have went and got this guy in the offseason. You could have went and gave him, you know, Simon Free Agency. We have $61 million in cap space. Uh, I, 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 I get that it, it gives us a chance to franchise tag him or, you know, or just sign him before he even gets a free agency. We have those exclusive rights now. But I get that point of view where it's like we could have just got this guy in free agency. No, I get that point of view, but maybe the Giants wanted to see uh, Leonard Williams in their system now to make the determination. I feel like he's resigning because there's no way Dave Gulliman makes this move with, and he's just got to walk away. People, you, A lot of people, they hate on Dave Gulliman, but he's a smart guy, and there's no way he makes this move out like there being like some form of mutual agreement, so – I wonder if it also kind of signals that maybe James Betcher's returning because maybe they want to see how he fits into James Betcher's system. See, because I feel like James Betcher definitely has some say in this. He probably won Leonard Williams brought in. So I, I do see the point. It is. It was kind of confusing at first when you think he is a free agent, but no way the Giants make this move without him not resigning. Maybe they didn't want because, as you just said, the franchise tag. Everyone's every player is dreads to hear that coming their way, but the Giants can now put that franchise tag on him, and he can now walk in free agency. He will be back, so I think he, and plus, it's good for Leonard Williams. He does have to uproot his family. He literally just has to drive, like, a little bit longer. He said, like, a half hour longer to get to Quest Diagnostics, so it's a a good thing also for Leonard Williams because he just wasn't living up to the potential in New York. He had that one good year in 2016, and every other year it wasn't, like, mind-blowing numbers, so he needed a new uh, scenery, and maybe just moving over a locker room will help him maybe reach the full potential the Jets fought there again with him in 2015. Right, and I like the trade because I'm also, and I'll like one more point on the negative side before I get to that. Uh, and we talked about, like we tweet, talked about earlier on Twitter and Instagram and everything about how, you know what, third-round picks don't usually really pan out. Now, granted, Dave Gettleman has done a very good job at drafting, and, you know, me and you are both draft nerds where we love to get into the draft and find those guys and find those gems. So I'm not just being like, oh, it's just a third-round pick. Third-round picks suck. Because third-round picks turn into really good guys. They turn into Lorenzo Carter. Um, B.J. Hill has been struggling, but he was a third-round pick. O'Shane Zimenez, he was a third-round pick. And we've got later guys like, you know, Connolly, who was a fourth-round pick. Slayton, who's having a big impact, as a fifth-round pick. So I don't, I'm not discounting that. But uh, our friend Nick Lowe, he actually went and looked at the last 70 – or the last five years of the, the 70th overall pick, which is what the pick was. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a lot. And I'll, I'll read you the stats of those guys. And I get that. Like does like, there's guys that go before and after that who are great, but you know, for the most part, third round guys don't do great in NFL. That being said, like I, I do expect D- D- uh, Dave Gettleman, who's shown that he can draft well to get some good guys, but like, okay. Leonard Williams stats for his entire career, 240 tackles, 32 tackles for a loss, 17 sacks. The last five, thir- uh, number 70 overall pick is which is what they traded at the moment. 29 carries, 120 yards, 35 catches, 330 yards, four touchdowns, 170 tackles, five tackles for a loss, half a sack, and the weakest link on the Vikings offensive line. So, like that, like, I mean, that's not impressive. Like, like you put all those numbers together, and that's like, that's, that's like, that's like Jabril Pepper's senior year, uh, at Michigan was all those stats put together besides the offensive line part. Um, so like it's, I'm, I'm all for like, if you like, and we did this with Daniel Jones with like the whole, Oh, maybe he could have been there 17. If you, if you have your guy, you go and get this guy. And now we can guarantee ourselves that if we want Leonard Williams, that Leonard Williams will be a part of this team. 
where if he tries to test free agency, nope, we're franchise tagging you. And like, and I, I like you said, there's no way that he's not going to be on this team unless he has some kind of gruesome injury or, or it just goes absolutely horrible in this second half of the season. But like, Leonard Williams is a part of this team's future going forward. Like, there's no doubt in my mind about that. And another thing we have to remember, I think most of you know this, even though the NFL compensate or whatever it's called, uh, compensation picks, they're the most confused things in the history of anything. The Giants are scheduled to get a third-round pick because of Landon Collins signing that six-year, $84 million deal. We don't know how it works. I don't think many people around the league knows how it works. They just give the picks, and you just take them at that point. So the Giants are still going to get a third-round pick most likely. So, I mean, yeah, they lost a the third-round pick, but they're going to get one back. And, yeah, I mean, just like The what? big difference in that is that the comp is at the end of the, uh, yeah. the round where yeah. it's as it stands right now, we'd be towards the top of it. Like I think, I don't know, what, 7th or 8th? Yes. So, if, if you look at it, we gave the Jets two picks. Like, yeah, we gave the Jets two picks, but the Jets right now, who the Jets are kind of a dysfunction. I can't say that word for some reason. They're not in a good place right now. Uh, Jamal Adams, the GM, don't seem to be on the same, or seem not to be good friends right now. Then they were talked to Trey Le'Veon Bell. So, I... They're not going to do anything with those picks. That's just me personally. And so what? They get a fourth-round pick? Yippee. But we get a guy that can hopefully blossom into the full player we expected him to be. As long as the I, I see your point. That is, you'd rather have a third-round pick towards the top of the round. But yeah, Dave Gumman, he has hit in the past two f- third rounds. But you can't hit every single time. And I feel like the Giants, it's... It's a worth it risk to lose a third round pick that high up, but you get a, a player in return who has still has all the potential to become a top defender in this league. People have called him all pro. I've heard everything from Leonard Williams that he sucks and that he's all he has the potential to be all pro. I've heard everything. And he's been all pro. He was all yeah. pro in 2016. Yeah. So you're maybe he needs Leonard Williams. Maybe he just needs the change of scenery. Maybe. The Jets clearly maybe just weren't the place for him. Maybe coming to the Giants, he'll reach his full potential. And who knows? They're still um, – we're all still fans at heart. So maybe this Leonard Williams thing will reignite this defense and maybe this team can make it more interesting towards the end of the year. And that's the thing. And and people are like, oh, this guy hasn't lived up to his potential. It's like, we're, but we're not trading for what his potential was. Like he was, yeah, he was supposed to be the best player in that draft, drafted six overall. We're not trading a first-round pick for him. We're trading a third round. Um, and, you know, he's been pretty dang good. Um, one, I, I, you know, I went through all of his games for this year, and, I, you know, and this year has not been as impressive as previous years. But, you know what, I saw a guy who's pretty dang good, and I think he's going to fit great with Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence is going to pull the double teams. Like, he was, he was in that Dexter Lawrence era, like, situation where he was just getting double-teamed like crazy. Uh, but even with his stats, like, and, and pro football focus put these things together, and now – we, you know, you guys know that I don't use pro football focus grades, but they do have objective stats that I love. So since 2016, tackles for a loss among interior defenders, he's third with 43. Uh, since 2016, run stops among interior defenders, he has 97. That's third. Since 2016, of run tackles have gone for a loss or no gain. He's second at 38.7%. First on that list is Aaron Donald. So, like, those are good numbers, and those are just the ones they put out. Um, where you don't have to pay for them. Uh, so, like, he he has been had a good career. He hasn't been, like, all pro dominating every single year, but he's been pretty good, and he, he looks good on film. I mean, 
He de- like his numbers for this year don't tell the story of who he is. Like he's a really good player. I think he's going to fit in great. And then you know you you match him with Dexter Lawrence, and then say we draft an edge rusher in the draft in the draft next year in the first round. This D line goes from like not being able to get pressure to being a you know possibly like if if like say that edge guy works out right away and it's like a ten sack a year kind of guy. We go from a D line that's wasn't able to get pressure, like I said to a top five to 10 defensive line. And that changes everything with the guys we've drafted on the back end, like DeAndre Baker and, and uh, you know, some of the other guys. The Giants are building a solid young core of defensive players. Leonard Williams is only 25. And you got, as you just said, you compare him over with Dexter Lawrence. You got B.J. Hill, who they could possibly, who knows how they're going to use him now. You got Dallas Thompson, who has been, teams are afraid of Dallas Thompson. They've double teamed him a lot. He's like one of the top in the leagues that teams are double teaming him. You got young corners in DeAndre Baker. You got Sam Beal, who's still very much a question mark. Grant Haley, who is a great tackler, not a good coverage guy at the moment. And then you got Jabril Peppers back there. So this defense is slowly blossoming into a young group of guys that you could build around. And adding Leonard Williams can only make them better, He, in my opinion. He still has that high ceiling of potential and as you said he, he he while his stats haven't been impressive i mean he's had he's had uh moments in the spotlight and i think maybe coming to the giants will the giants can finally reach that potential with him and that's why i'm a fan of leonard williams trade the only thing that's holding this back the, what will hang over people's heads until it happens if he resigns i believe he will there's no way this trade doesn't happen if he if they don't have some term like of a formal agreement if he resigns and I saw Joe saying like oh but Kyrie told Boston he would resign but then he left but who's Leonard Williams going to pair up with now one yeah and you can't franchise tag Kyrie um, exactly and let's talk about like the money resigning him people are like oh well it's it's going to cost a lot of money who cares we have sixty one million dollars in cap space just front load the crap out of that contract I don't care if we all do overpay him just front load that contract. Um, and think about it, like that, that $61 million of, of cap space includes, guess who? Ogletree's 10 million, Jenkins, uh, seven and a half, 8 million, Solders, a, a billion million. Like that's all included like in that. And like, do you think we're going to keep all three of those guys in the off season, which, you know, we'll, we'll get to them. So like cap space should not be any kind of worry going forward. And so if we sign them even to like a four year deal. Like it's gonna be fine because all you gotta do is front load this contract. We don't have to pay our QB for five years. We don't have to pay Saquon for another three years. Like our main guy, like Shep is already paid for and on the books. Tate's already paid for. And, like Ingram's a guy that's coming up. But so like we have the cast space. And by the way, good teams don't go out and just spend like crazy in free agency. Like I, I love I, I I love having cap space, but I want to save our cap space for re-signing our guys in the future. So like we like I don't I think people think we're just gonna go out and spend 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 in free agency. I hope we don't do that. I hope we kind of plug in place, you know, get these two to five million uh, like per year kind of guys for one two year deals. Um, I don't see us going out and just blowing money like crazy. If you think about it, say the Giants say he the Giants don't trade for him and he goes to free agency. The Giants still have the same interest. His price will be up more because there's more teams. Are wanting him on their team because I guarantee you there'll be teams wanting Leonard Williams in free agency. So you get him now, you franchise tag him, or you, or you, you don't franchise him. I don't care what you do. You can sign him before he hits the market, and he won't even have time to test the market. And another thing, yeah. So 2016, Jerry Reese and company spent a boatload of money on the defense, but that was because they had like what 100 million, something like that, or something crazy. 
nowadays free agency you use free agency to plug in pieces like a few positions you build your team through the draft and that's something the giants haven't done it, under Jerry Reese, he was a free agency guy. He would get draft picks, but like what? There's like no draft picks on our team from 2015. You got to build your team through the draft. And Dave Gilman's doing that now. People, I, so that's another thing. People are saying they didn't want this pick gone, not because it's giving the Jets a pick or because we lose a pick, because Dave Gilman's been so good at picking. Dave Gilman, we got Corey Ballantyne like what the fifth or something around that. We got Darius Slade in like the fourth or fifth. I don't remember exactly. Dave Gellman's a good guy. He is a scout. He knows what he's looking for. So I trust Dave Gellman in the fourth and fifth round even. so. But even just, with that, though, it's like, yes, but like as much as I trust him, I also trust what I'm seeing with Leonard Williams at NFL and knowing for sure that he's a guy. And you know what? Like maybe the third round, a guy in a third round turns out to be great, but the chances are he doesn't. The chances are he's very average. No, yeah, the, the statistics are not on their side. So, we the Giants, I think they made the right move. People may call us a homer, but even if we didn't have this show, I would be saying I'm fine. I, I'm happy with the Leonard Williams trade because not only will it help our defense now, because he will definitely get a pass rush going. I can guarantee you that it makes us better for the future. It adds another young piece to a core that's being built up. And I forgot, and you said I'll go I completely forgot. We have Ryan Connolly. Who knows ACL? Who knows if we'll be the same guy? But Ryan Connolly is a stud linebacker and someone that the Giants will. I I, I almost compared him almost. He's like the Leighton Vanderesh of the Giants. Now Leighton Vanderesh is very good, but Ryan Connolly has that potential to be our Leighton Vanderesh. Not saying he'll be have the same performance as Vanderesh, but he could be our Vanderesh that the Cowboys got. And you mentioned Leonard Williams being young. He's twenty five years old. But you know what? Most people, I, I think most people do like this deal. Uh, you know, we I you know we put out a poll. Seventy percent said they like it. Adam Eaton, uh, a solo shot. Nationals tied up in the top of the fifth, two to two. All right, go just Astros. a little. Or or Nationals, no, go Nationals. Uh, anyways, go Astros, bro, is the Mets. I I don't care about the Mets. I hate the Mets, and most of our listeners are Yankees fans. To be I honest. hate the Yankees. I said it. All right. Well, we hate you, Danny. Um, <laughs> anyways. So, yeah, I, I like this deal. I get both sides of it. I'm not saying, like, I'm not, like, if you don't like this deal, like, I don't think that's, like, I don't think that's, like, a dumb point of view. Um, and we'll get into some dumb point of views in a second. But I don't, I don't think, like, that, like, I don't think this is a clear cut, like, oh, this is a slam dunk for Dave Gellman. It's taking a chance, but, you know what, it's taking a chance on a guy you believe in, and, and I'm all for that. Um, so, instead of being, like, maybe we get Leonard Williams, it's now, it's like, okay, Leonard Williams, if he's good, is a part of this team's future. Um, so we'll see. And, you know, I, I like what I've seen from him on, on tape and everything. All right. So to the other trade deadline news, we don't get rid of Jenkins. We don't get rid of Ogletree. We don't get rid of Solder. I think Jenkins or, and we don't get rid of uh, one of the defensive linemen, Dalvin Thomason or BJ Hill, who uh, some, including myself thought would be moved due to uh, the trade for Leonard Williams. Let's start with Jenkins. People were pretty freaking mad that he wasn't gone. And I thought he was going to be gone. But we've seen out of, from this trade deadline that nobody was giving – people weren't get, – teams weren't giving up anything. They were trying to lowball. They were trying to give up six and seven. You know, I'm, I'm obviously uh, a, a guessing with this. But they weren't giving anything up. I mean, if we were willing to trade snacks with two years left on his deal for a fifth, uh, I think they would have traded Jenkins for a fifth. I think teams were offering sixth and seventh rounds. And Gettleman said, 
No. We'll, we have another year in our contract. We don't care about his salary. It does not affect us long term. Uh, so we're going to keep him. And you know what? Maybe we'll trade him the offseason. Maybe not. But I'm all for being like, you know what? If we, if you guys are going to play this game, we're just not going to trade him. Uh, and, you know, the guy, like, the, like, you know, the Rams went out and got Jalen Ramsey. I mean, there was other guys that were out there and, and, and available. Chris Davis, another one. Darius Slay. Like, they didn't get traded. So, in reality, from what it seems on the from the outside, there is just no there is no market, and there's no point of just throwing a guy away that has a year left on his contract and has been playing pretty damn good this year. No, there was no market for corners, as you said. A lot of teams this year were just trying to lowball each other. It was mainly a stare down with free agents this year. What the only corner traded, if I'm correct, was Akib Talib. For a, they gave Rams gave up a fifth, and they got like, and a that was a Brock Osweiler deal. Yeah, it was literally and, and Jalen Ramsey, uh, you know, but that was uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago now. And plus, let's make it clear, Akeem Talib is on IR, so, uh, I'm I'm with you. He still has a year on his contract, you know, Shane, because the Giants right now, they, their mindset is you could rebuild while winning, while it hasn't worked. They still, Janoris Jenkins could still be a key part of the future. Now, as you said, the offseason, Dave Gullman does crazy things in the offseason. He traded Odell Becker Jr. No one saw that coming. So, yeah, we've done trades every offseason. We traded JPP yeah. with Dave Gullman. We traded Odell. Like, if there's a, if there's the, if the offer that they wanted today is out there, you could very well see him gone. So it's like, not like we're just like giving up on Janoris Jenkins and people are just assuming we're going to cut him the offseason. Now, maybe they do and we'll look dumb. But what point – there would be literally no point to trading Janoris Jenkins unless he became like a total cancer and nobody was even offering a seventh-round pick. That's the only way you would cut him. It would make absolutely no sense to cut him. Like, like it doesn't affect our – it doesn't affect how we adapt. And, like, he's got a year left on his contract, and he's been playing good. It just doesn't make any – it would make absolutely no sense to just cut him. I don't know why people are just assuming that the Giants are going to do that. And we also have to remember, Sam Beal is coming back. But say he's not as good as we all expect him to be. You still got Janoris Jenkins for a year. That's the thing. People, Giants can still trade him. They can still get something for him. They can still get draft capital. Maybe closer to the draft team, they look at the cornerback in the draft. They're like, eh, I'm not a fan of any of this guy. They can look over at the Giants. Dave Gum is just waving to them, and they'll give up capital, and the Giants gain, gain something from it. So, And let's make this clear. Janoris Jenkins, he's respected in the locker room. These young corners are benefiting from Janoris Jenkins. So he's a vital piece to some of these guys' development. So I'm fine with him staying. Well, I did think he was going to be gone, and he did – when he posted that tweet, life, life is awesome, I'm like, man, he's really wanting people to go to Speculation Station. I always put out a tweet in the Speculation Station because I looked at his followers list, and the Giants were not following Janoris Jenkins, and they're following pretty much every other player. So I'm thinking, like, he's gone. They already unfollowed him. But that was just me just d- digging way too deep into those things. So I like that. I like your investigative research. I, I loved your Kevin Zeitler. I've seen this movie before. Too. Thank you. I mean, I, I knew when the moment they saw that birthday tweet, and I was like, oh, my God, they did the same thing with Zeitler. But uh, at that point, he, he we're better with him than we are without him, even though people— Juan Soto solo dolo shot. These freaking Nationals. But uh, <laughs> we're talking about the Nationals right now. We— <laughs> Uh, baseball. Poor Yankees. They lost to the Astros. But anyway, back to Jack oh. Rabbit. <laughs> he, if if he, we're better with him than we are without him, and losing him 
Uh, it just we still don't know what Sam Beal brings to the table, and who knows if he'll be ready for Week Nine. So keep Janoris Jenkins if you want to trade him in the offseason to trade him. But if you think Jack Rabbit is going to get cut, you're crazy. He's either being traded or he'll be here in 2020, and we'll be talking about the same thing come the next trade deadline. But next year he's on the last year of his contract, so maybe the Giants will just get rid of him if the if it's all going wrong for us. Now the only thing that worries me about Janoris Jenkins staying is. He kind of acted like an a-hole the past two days with his it's close to the media. Now, I also like, and you know, we've, I think we've made our thoughts clear on locker room and stuff like that with our Odell talks that we did in the off season. Uh, I'm not looking for a locker room full of like perfect little like church mice and just very quiet all the time. And you can handle a couple of people, you know, being a-holes, but he did act like an a-hole the past two days. He really did. Um, you know, the, oh, I don't give a F is I just want to show up and play. like, like he could just said like business is business and, and we'll see what happens. But he was, he was being a hole. Uh, hopefully that doesn't bleed out into the rest of the season. Like as much as McAdoo had faults, like Janoris Jenkins had issues with him, um, in two, two, uh, 2017. So I just hope that doesn't happen because that kind of stuff does bleed out to the rest of the locker room, but it's also one guy. And now that he's here, I think. I think uh, his his you know he'll kind of get back to his normal self, um, so we'll 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 see what happens. That's that's the only part that worries me with with Jack Rabbit. I mean, I like Jack Rabbit. It's not a shot at him. Just his personality, I think personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just sometimes like that, like I don't know. I feel like he harnesses is good, but I also don't think Janoris Jenkins is like like I think he's a good teacher of like the fo- game of football, but I also don't think like he's a a huge like leader in the locker room. Um, I, I think just his goal is he. I don't think he even cared he was a Ram. He just loves the game of football and he wants to play football for whoever has him. I think that's just what Jack Rapp thinks. Yeah, even South Alabama after he got kicked out of UF. Anyways, yeah, uh, a little shot right S- there. From one SEC player to another, Alec Ogletree not moved. I think I had kind of an emotional tweet like get rid of Ogletree for a seventh. Looking back, it's like what, like. We could probably get a seven for him in the off season, so I don't know. Um, I think that was more emotional on me. And Ogletree hasn't been playing absolutely horrible either. I just, I just don't see him in this team's future uh, going next year. See, linebacker is such an interesting position to me because uh, you got uh, Josiah Tuefa, David Mayo. Uh, David Mayo, he he's someone that I want to know what the Giants are going to do in the offseason because I, if I'm correct, he's on a one-year deal and he's been playing well. Would they rather have Mayo Connolly or would they rather do the Ogletree Connolly have Connolly learn more from Ogletree and then once Connolly... I don't think... Can... I think it's going to be... I think someone's brought in a middle linebacker, whether it's in the second round of the draft or, or free agency. That's the spot I could see us going and spending like $4 million yeah. in free agency. I, like um, I don't. That idea. I have no idea what like happens middle linebacker spot, but I also think like it's not going to look very similar besides Ryan Connolly next year. I think it was good to keep him mainly through the rest of the season because he's like that vocal leader. You see him in like uh, the pregame. He's getting the team hype. He's someone that the defense could look up to and get advice from. That's the one good thing of keeping Ogletree around. And as you said, you don't have to make these moves now. You can wait until the offseason to make these moves. There's no rush. If the Giants were contenders, then maybe there then there's a rush to fill holes, but the Giants are contenders right now. Just play with who you got. Right now, maybe these are tryouts for some players. While I believe the Giants still believe they could contend for a playoff spot, 
these guys just the Giants got to look to see who do they want to be part of their future. Clearly, after last season, after the rest of the season concluded, they really probably didn't view Odell as part of their future. And so these are trials for these guys. Obviously, Ogletree's happy to still be a Giant, but he, there's still a whole offseason to wait. And the draft can change people's minds because when Dave Gilman saw those two first-round picks for Odell, he took them. Or, well, yeah, no, the one first-round pick for Odell, he took them. But I'm not saying Giants are getting a first-round pick for Ogletree, obviously. But it's just Dave Gilman makes trades in the offseason. J- Jerry Reese never made trades. So it, we're in a different time now, Dave Gilman. So he's a wild man. He does what he wants. We don't know what Dave Gilman's thinking. Hey, Dave- hey, 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 hey. No guts, no glory, No glory. Baby. So we haven't used that one in a while. We got yeah. we got we, we got to whip back out. No guts, no glory, baby. We'll put that on a shirt with Dave Gellman on it. The thing is, as much as I like Dave Gellman, a Dave Gellman shirt will never sell until. No, he yeah, wins it, Super would, Bowl. it would never sell until he wins the Super Bowl. We'd be the only two wearing a Dave. Even Gellman like shirt. his kids would be like, I'm not wearing that until he wins the Super Bowl. No, I don't think his kids would want to wear it. They'd be like, why are you wearing your dad's shirt? They'd be like, we got it from johnboymedia.com where he had Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes shirts if you still believe he could throw dimes. I mean, I By do. the way, I need someone to do some investigative research, and I might be calling someone out on the show. Does John Mayer have a family member named Owen? Like like someone around like the like the 19 to 25-year-old age. That's just, that's just some research for the listeners to do. I did a little. I, I didn't spend too much time on it. But I just need someone uh, to ask me that question. And maybe Owen himself could answer. I'm looking at it. I mean, there is a um, – when you look up – I don't see an Owen on Google. I don't. Yeah, I, I looked on Google, Danny. That's the first place I checked. Bro, you got to go I love your confidence in me. Like, did you try Google? <laughs> hey, I don't know what you – hey, Bobby, I'm not sure what you looked at. Did you try his Wikipedia page? I mean, I saw Owen Mara's profile's Facebook. I thought maybe he just clicked on his Facebook page. The other guy, Nate Solder, he wasn't going to get traded. We knew that unless, like, an offer just blew us out of the water. He wasn't being traded because we're not going to put like, – as bad as Nate Solder's been, like, he's not – It's it's – more of a reaction of to like what he was paid to be, um, which like we know. He, anyway, I don't want to have the whole Nate Soldier conversation again. He's not <laughs> has been great, but he's not being traded either. It, it wouldn't make sense to do that. He he plays well sometimes, but sometimes he just has his moments where he's bad. Where the Giants off the line is better with Nate Soldier. You rather have him than like a Nick Gates or a Chad Slade. You rather have Nate Soldier protecting Daniel Jones over those two because while Nate Soldier he's been bad these past few games. He gives you a better opportunity to keep Daniel Jones upright. So, as you said, there is no way the Giants are going to move him unless it's just for something substantial. Maybe you could still argue the offseason, but I feel like Nate Soldier is still in the Giants' plans for the future. So, I mean, there's reports the Browns were interested in him, but they want to try Williams and the Redskins were being the Redskins. <laughs> can you believe the Redskins? I'm sorry, I have to change the topic. Can you believe the Redskins were trying to get Denzel Ward away from the Browns just to give them Tread Williams? Did the I, don't hate, I don't hate the move. I mean, I, I, I don't hate it, but, like, the the fact that they all, they knew no way the Browns were going to give them Denzel Ward in exchange for Trent Williams. That was just – that was the Redskins reaching for the Stars for a guy who had reported back but still doesn't look like he's going to play. So, Redskins going to Redskins. Yeah. Um, and then we're, we're going a little long, but Tay Davis cut. Jay Carlock cut from the practice squad. I'm expecting Tay Davis to be signed to the practice squad. That being said, I'd rather have Tay Davis than Josiah Toefa, which is, is weird. 
I don't know. I just I just feel like there's probably just they're like we're moving on from Tay. We're gonna see what Josiah uh, offers. Um, it was kind of an experimental with Connolly coming back. I just, I don't know. Um, and you know, obviously Dayon Buchanan is part of the team. I would like to have Tay Davis around. He's somebody I believed in, um, and I know I thought he played pretty good in his shots this year. Um, the concussion derailed him. I don't know. I, I feel bad for him because you know he's someone you know that I've I've gotten to do some work with and has helped me out. Um, but I also like just on the field stuff. I I thought he had a chance to be a pretty solid player in the NFL. That being said, it's not over though either yet. Another team could pick him up. He's on the practice squad. So and 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 we as we've seen this year and we preach it all off season at the middle linebacker spot. If you're on the practice squad, you're gonna get a shot eventually. I mean, I loved B.J. Goodson. He's gone. You love Tay Davis. He's gone for now. So, I mean, clearly we should get too attached to a player, be so confident in the player, because right now they're gone. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks to see Tay Davis go. He had the potential, but uh, once I saw David Mayo, I'm like, I'd rather have David Mayo than Tay Davis. And as you said, the injuries hurt him. He was inactive. Uh, he was a healthy scratch three of the past four games. So, Or he was a healthy scratch, at least in the Lions game and then the Patriots game. So, Clearly, the Giants thought David May was better, and I don't know, just Josiah Tuefa, they think he could do something. I don't know. And Jake Parlock is gone. Um, we must ride in the streets. I, You know what? As much as I'm joking about it and put out a joking tweet, uh, it does bother me because I, I, Jake Carlock, like, I, I just feel, I feel like I have a special connection with Jake Carlock. Like, I just, I love the way he plays. I think he'll eventually make it onto an NFL football team. But just right now, that's that's not happening. I mean, he, he'll probably be in camp next year. But I, I just, I'm just gonna say it, I, Jay Carlock, I love you. Yeah, that was beautiful. What a beautiful moment here on talking Giants. But yeah, I mean, he had the signs in the preseason. I I liked him on the practice squad. Uh, but clearly, the Giants are clearly a bigger fan of Tay Davis than they are Jay Carlock. Because one, if, if any team signs uh, picks Tay Davis off waivers, I'd be a little shocked. But yeah, I mean, Jake Carlock, I believe he'll find a home on another practice squad. Or, as you said, he'll probably be in camp next year. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, and we'll we'll answer some mailback questions. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will, di- will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Thanks, Steve from Blues Clues. Danny, let's get into the mail. And Bobby, don't screw up the editing on this one. Yeah, th- that By was the that. way, sorry about that. I never addressed that. Really bad editing uh, error on my part. I'm going to tweet that like, the mailbag came first, and I'm like, uh... I'm like, Including the last two minutes of the show, including the song came, and then it moved to mailbag. <laughs> oh, really? And then the show finished with Steve from Blues Clues singing. It, <laughs> that, was, a, it was a whole mess. That, the thing was, I, I, edited, I edited mailbag and mail time, and I put I just I reversed them on accident. My bad. 
That's funny, though. People just listen to hear Steve and the show for them. All right, first question comes from All Things Giants at Giants Things. He asks, do you think the Leonard Williams trade is more risk, more reward, or a wash? I say more... I say more risk. Not... Yes, I say risk. Because... He has the potential just to be the same guy he's been with the Jets, a very stagnant player. He's there, hasn't done anything special to put him over the top. Or he could come to the Giants, come in with James Betcher right now, or who, who if, if he's the defensive coordinator of the future, he could blossom under him, become the all-pro player he was in 2016, and make that an every-year thing, and he makes the Giants pass rush one of the most feared in the league. So I say more risk. The Giants... It's like the stock market. You, high, the higher the risk you take, the higher the reward. And the Giants took a high risk, and they're bidding on, and they're hoping the high reward comes out. I just, I don't think it's a risk in the fact that it's like we know what we're getting. We're, we, this, we want. They wanted Leonard Williams. They went and got him. So I don't see as much of a risk. Like he's coming. He's, he's going to be on the Giants next year if they want him. If they don't want him, then they'll let him walk. But if they want him then he's going to be there. And I don't care about how much money he makes because we have all the cap room in the in the world and we're not going to go be huge spenders in free agency. We're just not, that's not how you win. I, and I hope we're not huge spenders in free agency. Um, and then, so like, it's got to be a reward because of how like good this Leonard Williams, how good Leonard Williams has been and could be next to Dexter Lawrence. Like, and I, and I saw some people bring up like, he's been against Quentin Williams. And Quentin Williams, who I, I had him as my number one player in the draft, he hasn't been great this year. He's been in and out of the lineup with injuries. When he's been in, he hasn't been like this imposing force. That being said, he was like one of the youngest players ever drafted. So I'm not I'm not stressing about it. Um, but like Quentin Williams hasn't been that kind of force. And I even saw some Jets people saying he was a bust. Um, and that's just being like the overreactive fans that, that you know, we deal with on a daily basis as well. So I, I would say it's reward. Um, just because I, I just don't see a whole lot of risk being involved, to be honest. Only time will tell how this trade will be viewed in, say, a year from time. Because right now it's too early to make really make a determination of how this will work out for the Giants and or the Jets. It's it's just too early. Next question comes from Daniel Jones, the GOAT. I did that one right this time, but the... At Ellsbury, NYY, I say this all the time. His ad, Ellsbury, he ain't no goat for the Yankees. He's just injured pretty much. He's been injured forever now. Uh, his question is now. He's dead. <laughs> I mean, at this point, we don't know. <laughs> so, I think it was John Boy made a funny joke where, like, each time the Yankees come to check on Jacoby Ellsbury, like, he's out playing golf, then he hears the Yankees are coming, he, like, fakes an injury, and he's just injured all the time. So, it, Ellsbury, what a that's a flop for New York. His question is now that we're at the half. Waypoint. If you had to set any overreaching goals for the second half of the season, what would they be, Bobby? I send it to you first. Uh, for me, it's it's basically uh, not, nothing like win total wise. Just Daniel Jones continuing to improve when he has mistakes, learning from them, like he did from uh, the Arizona game to uh, this past game with Detroit. Um, you know, just him and Patrick were working uh, well together. Sake wants health, obviously, um, and then. You know, maybe it's being wrapped up in the moment, but let's see how good Quentin Williams and Dexter Lawrence are good together. Like, I would love to see them be like a nasty combo. Leonard Williams. Did, it, who, did I say Quentin? Yeah. Son of a... Uh, Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, seeing how those two guys are together. I mean, so yeah, I guess 
I'm, I don't want to take every single one so you don't have an answer, Danny. But I, I'd say Daniel Jones' uh, success and growth would be the biggest one for me. I mean, I feel like many people... And for people to shut up about firing Patrick, <laughs> to be honest. That will never stop. I didn't want to say that because I, there is some people... Like, I'm not saying that every person that thinks Patrick should be fired is unreasonable, but I will say a large chunk of them are unreasonable. Yeah. My overreaching goal, uh, this defense, I feel like many people are going to think it's because they got, we got Leonard Williams, that the defense is going to improve dramatically. People are going to expect that this defense could be someone totally new. And while I expect, I expect this pass rush to maybe get a little oomph now with Leonard Williams, because they got quality guys on that line. Dexter Lawrence, he's he's really stepped up these past few games. Dallin Tomlinson, I still have faith in him. As I said earlier in the show, he's like one of the top in the league, getting double teamed by opposing teams. So I still believe this pass rush can become something, and once we get a pass rush going, we can really uh, – our corners are quality enough. The only uh, question mark we have in the secondary, well, there's two. You got Antoine Buffet, and then you got Grant Haley. So we could just adjust. If this pass rush can get uh, the quarterback uncomfortable, it will make those guys' life easier. Next question comes from Just a Giants Fan Podcast at J-A-G-F Podcast. Yes, does the comments by Jets GM re- does the comments by the Jets GM regarding multiple offers from Leonard Williams change your view of the trade? Did DG did DG fall for the old there are bitters trick or is he so hard for taking Leonard Williams off the table for anyone else? Uh, I'm he he, he was smart to can take I, him off I, the table. Can I go start first? With this you go first. You go first. Uh, all yours. The floor is yours. <sighs> I don't really buy into anything anything says unless it's Schefter or Rappaport. I really don't. Like we saw, okay, we saw it today. Like if I if I don't know you, and maybe like people are reporting things accurately, uh, and I'm not talking about the Jets GM, but there was a Jets guy who said like Dave Gettleman was completely uh, bidding against himself. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, Do you want his name? Yeah, uh, Connor Hughes of the Athletics. Like maybe he is completely right, but I just don't believe him. We saw it today. How many people figured that Jamal Adams was going to Dallas? How many people tweeted out it's close to happening? And then, but Rap, Rap and Schefter never tweeted that out, and it never happened. So, honestly, and I don't believe anything that anybody says unless I've seen you be consistent over time. I just don't. Um, I just don't. I don't believe any rumors. I mean, what, what, what did we hear last year, Danny? Matt Miller, let me call it the Giants were offered a first-round pick for Landon Collins. Shut up. Shut What a load of crap, bro. Like, people just say stuff. Teams say stuff to make themselves look better. Like, it's so frustrating. And I get, like, I'm not even, like, throwing stones at people for, like, reporting that stuff because, it's, like, breaking news and stuff like that, like, there's a thrill off of that. In fact, I I asked somebody, I, I've, I've asked a couple people, like, hey, like, if uh, if like guys that have been cut, like if you're gonna get signed, like could you tell me? Just because like, like Rob Martin signing with the Patriots or the Giants, like would be nothing. But I would love to break that news. Um, I don't know where I go off it, but it's basically it's like I just don't believe anybody. I mean, how many times have we been burned by people who just make stuff up, or some, or they just get one person that says something to them and they run with it? I just. I just feel like everyone's full of it all the time. So I, I don't I don't care about what anybody says. I think Dave Gelman went out and got his guy. And, like, I I, I don't know. Like, were, were the Jets going to give him up for a seventh-round pick? I don't know. Like, I, I don't think Dave Gelman's like, third and fifth? All right, let's do it. Uh, that's the deal. Like, um, that was a bad Boston accent. Uh, 
was horrific. It really was. Well, I was doing the New York accent earlier, so that's what got me into it. Um, but basically, like, I, I don't know. But I like Leonard Williams. I like, now, I get, like, beside, like, say he had two years left on his contract. If he had said third and a fifth for Leonard Williams, be a slam dunk, hands down, do it. So I don't think he was bamboozled. And how many times have we overreacted to something Dave Gallman done, has done, and in the end, we're like, you know what? It kind of makes sense. We said it. How many, how many times does that happen until we're like, maybe he's not a total idiot? Yeah, we said it throughout the offseason. Dave Gellman identified Daniel Jones as his guy, so he went out and got him. He didn't want to wait. Say, all right, who cares if there's no other team's bidding? Say the Giants, they out, they were bidding against themselves. Once again, who cares? Because you know what you eliminate? Him hitting free agency because the Giants identified him, Leonard Williams as the guy they want. If you let him go to free agency, there will be teams wanting his uh, his services, and then his prices could rise, and maybe he wouldn't want to go to the Giants. You had the franchise tag now play, and I think he wants to be a Giant. So who cares if Dave Gunn was bidding against himself? A third and a fifth-round pick, as we talked about. like The third-round picks at that position the past few years, if the Giants were still at the same position at 70 or whatever, there's not much names popping out at you that are still contributing in the league today. So Giants got a guy that they view could be a key part of their future. And I'm perfectly fine with that. If Dave, if the Jets somehow tricked Dave Gellman, Dave Gellman's not dumb. Let's make that clear. I guarantee you, Dave Gellman knew that even he knew that not many other teams were calling for Leonard Williams because he hasn't been a player that's blown people away. So if the Jets feel like they bamboozled Dave Gellman, good for them. But they are a dysfunctional organization. Jamal Adams and the GM are not on the same page. There, there were there's talks that they were they were just listening, but still, you're listening to Le'Veon Bell, the guy you just brought in this off season. What what are you doing? So the Jets are an organization that's lost. They don't know what they're doing. Give them the third and the fifth round pick. I guarantee you that that third and fifth round pick will do nothing for the Jets. They'll just be lost as they are next year for the next few years with Adam Gates because I don't believe in Adam Gates as a head coach. Yeah, Joe Douglas came from Howie Rose in Philadelphia. But just because he came from Howie Rose doesn't mean he's Howie Rose. Howie Rose is a great GM for the Eagles. That's the only time he's going to be complimenting the Eagles right there. But the Jets feel like they've had boots with Dave Gellman. Good for them. I feel like we're going to benefit the most out of this Leonard Williams trade. Next question. Comes- I have a question, mailback question. Go for you, go for you. Now, you mentioned it to me in the break, and our guy John Boy just tweeted about it. What does OK Boomer mean? I I feel like, I mean, if I'm just guessing, I mean, like, if people think they're, like, part of the Boomer generation, I was laughing at, like, a joke. So I was like, like, damn, I think I'm I think I'm a Boomer. So I'm assuming, like, if you're born in, like, the Boomer time, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. And I'm young. I'm like, I'm like that old young person that's not caught up on, like, anything. I, as I've gotten older, I've kind of started liking the stupid things. That, like, I don't know. I don't get mad about that kind of stuff anymore. I don't know. Maybe I don't know, but I, I, I feel like, like the old town road. Like that was the first time. I was like I get it. Like this, <laughs> this is lit. No, um, apparently it's an insult. That's what it is now. Like, like you see, like an old person, you just say, "Okay, boomer." I would have started using it to the old people that I know. <laughs> like, okay, okay, boomer. I like it. I'll be honest. If you get mad at Dave Gellman, just say like, "All right, boomer, you got tricked by the Jets." <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I'm gonna use it. That, that, that's your new thing? Yeah. We should, All right. We should All right, next. You should say that to Davin. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh man. Next. All right. Next. Next. Next, next question, Boomer. <laughs> next question comes from Jonathan Cantillo at J Mick Insanity. He has, if you could take one underrated defensive player from any team, obviously not Donald, like a Donald or a Mac, and and insert him into the Giants roster. Who would you take and have? Who would you take to have the biggest impact and why? You made us really think about this question. We literally had to go through like every depth chart of teams to find a guy. I landed on Jair Alexander of the Packers. Uh, I feel like he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. He's a very quality corner. He had a he had a decent year in uh, uh, 2018, his, his rookie year. He had one interception, 66 tackles, free for a loss, and he forced two fumbles, and he had half a sack. So... And then I'm going to pull up his stats from this year so far. This year alone, he has uh, 27 tackles, one interception, and one forced fumble. He's a workhorse for that package defense, and I would have loved to have him in that giant secondary right now. Uh, He's just a guy I'm a fan of. When the Packers drafted, I'm like, I'm a fan of Jair Alexander. I mean, he was a beast on my Madden team as well when I— when I had him in Madden, so maybe that's me being a little bit of a homer. But Jair Alexander, a quality defensive player, a stud for the Packers, and he's one of the reasons why their defenses are so good this year. Yeah, I got like a list of five guys. I don't know how they fit in. I, I put Anthony Barr, although I don't know. You said he's not underrated, so I can't use him. Marcus May, safety for the Jets. I beat him in high school, but I like him. Miles Jack, <laughs> middle linebacker for the Jags. Sam Hubbard, defensive end for Ohio, or not Ohio, he's out of Ohio State for the Bengals, and then Carl Joseph, the safety for the Raiders. For me, like May, like I think Carl Joseph is better than him. Miles Jack, he's had injury problems, and he's a middle linebacker. That position is kind of replaceable. So it's between Sam Hubbard or Carl Joseph, and I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with Sam Hubbard because he's kind of a do-it-all kind of defensive end. He can get after the pass a little bit. He's really good in the run. He has games where he has like 10-11 tackles. So I'll, I'll go Sam Hubbard, defensive end for the Bengals, and just pairing him with Len- old Leonard. But he's a 4-3 defensive end, so I just completely wrong. I'm going Carl Joseph. We got a safety combination of Carl Joseph and Jabril Peppers, just hard-hitting all day. I- I'm going Carl Joseph. Just because you said that Jabril Peppers, Carl Joseph compared. Did you see all those Giants fans that fell? So I don't know how he came back up, but Jamal Adams with the "Okay Giants, let's get to work" tweet from 2017, and people thought it was like he tweeted that out today, and everyone thought he was a Giant. Did you see that? Yeah, and I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't look at anything and be like, "Oh, that's real." Even like, because even the people who impersonate Ian Rappaport and and Schefter, I just don't believe anybody about anything. We're looking at you, Barry. But yeah, <laughs> dude, Barry one time gave me the biggest heart attack. He tweeted out he he pretended to be Rappaport and he said wide receiver Odell Becker Jr. tore his ACL and I'm like no. And then I saw a breaking update: Odell Becker Jr. has died from the torn ACL. I'm like oh wait a minute. Then I saw that the ad. I'm like it's just freaking Barry. He got me. I hated Barry after that moment. Uh, yeah, a lot but, of people got it on the Sam Donald one after Monday Night Football. In fact, even one of like the Patriots guys, like Chris, I can't, I can't remember his name. The tight end, he, he does radio in Boston. He's like, like Sam Darnold is crying in the locker room and saying, <laughs> "I effing suck." Like he, 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 he believed it. Dude, Barry, he he gets me every once in a while. I always have to double check when I see huge breaking news. Final question, I believe, yes, it is, comes from 
the real Frank the Tank at RomoCop74. He asked, guys, when's Dave Gellman, when's Dave Gellman going to be fired? No, wait, guys, when's Pat Shermer going to be fired? Wait, 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 wait. When is John Mara going to be fired? That's the question. And then he also tells uh, as he asked, he said, just kidding, because he's not, he's not an overreactor like some people out there in Giants Lance. He said, have a great show, guys. And we did have a good show up until this point. But, Bobby, I mean, it's a question. When, when, when's John Mara going to get fired? I'm intrigued to know your thoughts on that. Um, I don't know. As soon as I get to talk to Owen. <laughs> uh, but no, Frank, we did have a good show. and Frank's our guy. Frank's our guy. And we're ending the show on your question, Frank, because that's all the questions we got. All right. So that is a show, as Danny said. We appreciate it sticking with us. A fun trade deadline show. We'll be back Friday with the preview show of the Cowboys game. And then after that, we'll have a Tuesday episode because we're playing um, Monday Night Football. It's a Monday Night Party. This is my last it's show. It's the Booger McFarland. Oh, man. I can't wait to hear what he says about Daniel Jones. This is actually the last show from the house I'm in. I'll be moving at, by the time you're listening to this, probably. Good luck with the move. I mean, just do a moment of silence for this moment house. Of silence. Uh, I, I just broke into it. All right. Amen. All right. Beautiful. All right. That's the show. We appreciate you guys. If you could leave us a rating and review, we'd love to get to 100 reviews and then things just keep going up, 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 up to the top, 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 wop, wop, wop. All right, boomers. We'll see you guys on Friday and let's go big blue.